When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. One, two, one, two, three, four. Jaded, jaded, like you anticipated. Hey, haters gonna hate it. And yeah, it's X-rated. Let my words get you faded. Jaded. Ooh, daddies and mamas of the world. Welcome to episode... Number ocho, my favorite number, infinity and beyond. It's another little musical theater episode, but we're doing it with a bass now, you know, to make it so you can feel it in your gut. Um, I'm incredibly lucky to have my guests here today. We are writing currently a musical together, which is my dream come true. Um, you might know him because he worked on Waffles and Mochi with a little someone, I don't know if you've heard of her, Michelle Obama. <laughs> He also worked on Drunk History, and we originally met because we went to Emerson College together, and he scored one of the very first films I was ever in called In Dreams. Mmm, In Dreams. It was about a woman who, or no, it was about a man who took pills, and then he would, like, create his own universe. Please, everybody, welcome Dan Gross to Jaded. Pew, pew, pew. How you doing? Good. <laughs> I don't think In Dreams was me. Was it not? No, it was the 48-hour film festival. Oh, fuck. I thought you did that. No, did you not? Did you? I feel like you scored something that I was in in college. Yeah. Did you? Was the 48-hour film festival. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was I'm my first ever. That was my first ever released uh, movie. That's insane. Okay, so I kind of forget what the storyline was that we did. Was it like a weird forest thing? No, it was about the guy um, who was in the sitcom when he was a kid. And he used like quotes to get you to fall in love with him. Quotes from the um, sitcom. <gasps> that's right. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. I know that's in a reel somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because it was like a swinging scene. Like, I remember that. Wow, man. See, that's the, you can't trust your own memory for shit. You know what I mean? You think you think you know it all, and you're like, "That's exactly what happened." That's why we need multiple jurors, people. We can't just have one. Oh, college was so fun, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you guys about this like experience I had in college. I there's this thing called frames per second at Emerson, which is um, the film program that we destroyed. Our class destroyed it <laughs> wholeheartedly. Our I did. Uh, I did it. one of those too. Right. It FPS. was so fun, wasn't it? Such a big. It was like such a big deal because basically the school would sponsor these two big films, like one for fall and one for what is the other one? Spring, <laughs> whatever the other season is, and it was a big deal. Like you know, you'd see your face up in a huge theater, 
And um, I don't know if you remember this, but my year, the year before me, or my junior year there was a guy who was like doing a film where he was driving and he crashed the car and it was like a huge fuck up do you kind of uh-huh. remember that i was working on that <laughs> i was driving the only working vehicle because i i uh, borrowed my mom's minivan because i grew up an hour south of boston he crashed the van and then i think right. he might have left because he just got really overwhelmed but i think he was the only one licensed to drive it so they're in a bit of a pickle um, but didn't I remember it like they, they recorded it and they put it in the film and you could see him like kind of crashing the side of the mirror and it was like what it was so nuts like everything mattered so much too because nobody ever shoots on film anymore but it's like so expensive to shoot on film and I was doing um, a movie with this director Adam Catino and he was a senior Are I know you still Adam friends with Adam? No? Yeah. I know yeah. So and I was a freshman at the time and I booked this film it was such a big deal it was such a big deal I didn't have a lot of scenes in it except this one really important one where I'm killing someone and they want to shoot it from underneath, you know? They're like, ooh, we're going to shoot it from underneath and you're going to be like slashing away and then, you know, blood's going to be splattering all over your face. And it was like when I was still at Emerson and like took acting very seriously. And so, you know, I'm preparing myself, like doing all the breath work, like, oh, oh, you know? And and I, I finally go to do it and I just can't like hit the little thing of blood underneath so they're like okay we're gonna have somebody hold it and I'm like what do you mean you're gonna have somebody hold it? this is a real hatchet like I had a real hatchet in my hand and they're like Adam will hold it Adam the director will hold it so he puts on a workman's glove and he's like mm, I'm just gonna hold it under here and I'm like I'm probably gonna cut you he's like let's just do it so I go and I'm slashing and on like the third slash I feel my hatchet go like like rip through the glove and I look at one of the producers, you know, and it's film, so they can't like really cut it together. They're like, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like blood's coming out. I'm just getting splattered. And then With like real blood too? They're like, no, well, oh okay. yeah, no, no, no blood, real blood is okay. splattering at me. Like fake blood is splattering all over my face. And then they call cut and he's like, oh, and he takes out the glove and he's just bleeding like profusely from oh, his hand. No. And I was a freshman. And I was like, I'm never gonna work again. Never gonna work again. I'm done in this town. That's kind of a cool song. I gotta pick up hooking. I'm done in this town. I cut this guy's hand and now I'm done. Uh, But Adam and I are still like super close. So it was Adam's hand. Yeah, it was Adam's hand. And he still has like a little scar there, which is pretty crazy. What are you gonna do? I tried to do, I told you, I tried to do like a little bit of a episode about misogyny and like taking back my taking back my woman power and then I just like couldn't even get the words out it's so fucking embarrassing it's like what am I even doing but um speaking of women I'm out of breath from chasing my fucking dog speaking of women I like to highlight a female business on every episode and this is Vera Meat look how cool this is she's this Russian chick I think she's Russian she's this cool chick in New York but I thought this would be a in uh an exciting episode because since Dan is here, I, I wanted to pull out some college stories. I don't know if you ever did this, but when I came back from the castle, so Emerson has this castle. I've talked about it. The, did you do the the broad program? I went to Berkeley. Oh, yeah. I just there just weren't uh, any film projects or a lot of girls <laughs> when I was yeah. there. At Emerson, you mean? No, at Berkeley. At Berkeley. So I yeah. was just, and also all my roommates were Emerson too. Yeah. So you're like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a program at, you, know, you go to this castle and that's really cool. But when we returned, Emerson didn't have any 
dorms left. <laughs> They're like, where do we put these college kids? Oh, the double tree. They put us in the double tree. And it was like, it was the most exciting. I just like fucked, face fucked the mic. I was like, um, it was the most exciting thing. Because one, you'd show up and you'd be like, yes, I do want a warm chocolate cookie. Yum. Oh, they had free food in the lobby? Yeah, they'd have free food. There was a maid that came and cleaned my room. Oh, my God. Mondays and Wednesdays. We also rigged it so that we could, anytime somebody ordered a porn, we could see it. It was so exciting. And then on top of that, (laughs) one of my friends like one of the college kids slept with one of the dudes who worked the the lobby, like who was like one of the front men for front men for the double tree. <laughs> what is like, like they're in a band. Oh me, I'm the front man for the double tree. So we like kind of blackmailed him. I know that sounds horrible, but we we're like, it wouldn't sound good if they found out that you slept with her. So we basically just would go into like their closet of mini bar accessories oh. and would just have backpacks full of like tiny little liquor bottles and god we ran that place rampant it was one of those courtyards you know like the the double tree courtyard oh what's something faster with that like let's see if we can get a song going with the double tree everybody come out the double trees in town tonight ooh <laughs> <laughs> You guys want warm cookies? You want free porn in your hotel rooms? This is the place to be, oh, Double Tree. You can be free at the Double Tree. Showers and maids twice a week. Just don't live there forever because it's weird if you live in a hotel room as an adult. But it was cool. Like, so it was a courtyard and it, when it would snow, the middle of the courtyard would just be all snow. And we just jump from our windows into the snow, just keep wasted on tiny bottles of alcohol. Are, are you guys the reason that hotel windows don't really open more we than an inch? We are the reason. By the way, doesn't that bother you so much? As a pothead, <laughs> when I'm on the road, I just want to smoke weed from my own hotel room and not feel like I have to blow it into the toilet. Just turn the shower on and Is that close the trick? door. Um, I just have a weed pen now. Right, I get a little well, stuffy when I smoke real weed indoors, at least. That is the most Jewish thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just get a little bit stuffy when I smoke that weed on the inside. I feel like I sounded a little <laughs> stuffed up when I said it. <laughs> I did. All of a sudden, whenever you talk about being stuffed, you get stuffed. I mean, my allergies, I mean, they kind of make me talk like this. <laughs> You know, I didn't even understand what allergies were until I moved to LA and I was like, oh, I can't open my eyes today. Is that the depression or is that the, is that the allergies? <laughs> Do I just not want to wake up? Yeah, I just, or is it I'm the hangover? But, and uh, yeah, Emerson was just like such an incredible, amazing experience where everybody like did so many drugs and they were creative and it was so cool. But I never really like fucked with drugs. I did uh, mushrooms for the first time when I was at the castle that was like just an incredible fun experience. You know, everybody had toast with Nutella covered in mushrooms. Where was the castle again? It was in Vel, which is a tiny town about an hour from Amsterdam and Rotterdam. And oh, Rotterdam yeah, yeah, is fucking a... sick. Well, yeah. yeah, I remember it was the one. How did they have a castle? How do, what, what college owns a castle? They own a castle. They owned a castle and it had peacocks. I would be woken up. They had a moat. It was like a real legit castle. I mean, was it that to prevent burglars or oh yeah it's just all the people trying to rob us and the peacocks would be like no you can't <laughs> also peacocks are dicks they're dicks you think they're majestic beautiful like mm, animals they're not they're feisty 
Because everybody's trying to take those feathers. Oh, I thought you said like, oh, they have dicks. I'm like, I'm like, I, didn't, like <laughs> I know that there's like some birds that have penises. I just didn't know if like... Are there it, pe- yeah, do you know duck penises are super long? They like unravel out. They're like this long. Oh. Duck dicks. Duck dicks. <laughs> it's an adventure and duck dicks. They roll out. It's really crazy. Duck dicks. <laughs> but yeah. I, what was, I, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, yeah, the peacocks. The peacocks in the moat. And it was in this tiny town called Vell, where it was like population, maybe like 200, 300, like really tiny town. And everybody's lawn in the Netherlands is very manicured. They all look like these tiny little hobbit houses. And God, I love Dutch people. Thank you, Vell. Alsjeblieft. It was just the most fun time. I was just drinking brown beer and hanging out, going to college, seeing art. But I was kind of nervous. So I only did mushrooms that one time. And... Hmm. And then I came out to LA and, uh, you know, did drugs because why not? And uh, this one opportunity came up. This one comic, Tess Barker, was like, you know what? I want to I want to do mushrooms and go to the prices right. Like I have a friend who works there and I want to get a big group of comics. We're all going to go to the prices right. And my ex and I at the time were like, oh, I don't know. It was like on a Monday morning, by the way. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, we want to do Power this. Old. It was like, you have to be there at like 10. That's not so bad. And we weren't going to go. We were like nervous about going because we were tired and partying a lot the weekend before. But then we like saw her Sunday night. She's like, you guys are coming, right? And we were like, uh. So we show up kind of late. The limo's already there. So everybody's kind of packing onto this limo. So she gets this limo. It's like, and it's like all these big comics, all these fun people, all kind of like Barbara Gray, Parna. It was like, you know, such a fun group. And I was so excited and we wanted to catch up. So we got there and we shared a a bagel, just half a bagel. I had half of a half, but just covered in mushrooms. Like I do mushrooms now pretty often and I'll do like a microdose and I feel crazy already. So like mm-hmm. just covered in mushrooms and we're like smoking weed. I had one of those tiny little champagnes to goes with like a little straw <laughs> and I just eat it all up. I don't know why, by the way, a reckless behavior. I know better than this. I went to college. So we get in the limo and it's fun. It's colorful and we're driving tw- towards Melrose and I see one of those, it was like a sign for Veep. It was in the first season. By the way, if you haven't seen Veep, go give that a binge. It's the, mm-hmm. one of the best shows ever fucking written. Um, I, I, I look up at the Veep sign and she her smile is just getting like wider and bigger and weirder. And I'm like, it's not right. I'm already tripping and it's been like minutes, I feel like, since I've gotten there. So we get to The Price is Right. Um, and I don't know, a lot of people have, have you gone? Have you ever gone? No. So it's like you go, it's on Melrose and Fairfax, which is like a busy intersection of Los Angeles, right? Nobody wants to be there. People are going to work. Kind of herded like cattle. Yeah, like it's it's just a ton of people. And then you're like in this, yeah, you're in this big line waiting to go in. So we're sitting in line and I'm getting, you know, when you're like kind of getting fucked up and you start to kind of like lose control of the high, you know, you're supposed to just like go with it, but I'm not really that chill. (laughs) So I was like, starting to kind of fight it inside a kind of panic and I told my ex like look I'm just gonna walk over there and he's like no no I'm coming with you next thing I know I'm passed out and I wake up and I'm at like a bus stop the bus stop like on the corner and I look up and I see this woman walking by and she's crying tears of blood and I'm like oh fuck this is oh this is really really bad I have to go so we get in the taxi and I am just like I'm seeing the have you ever had a super super like it gets so, I don't know if, I don't want to deter people away from doing mushrooms because they're the best, but 
I was having like the worst trip of my life and I could feel it and it was just coming in these waves and every time I closed my eyes I would just like see rape and death and my family being murdered and then we get home and I'm just projectile vomiting you know and and every time I look in the in the mirror my head is shrunken just a tiny shrunken head like have you seen um Beetlejuice, like the guy in the mm. waiting room. Like I just had this tiny head with a little bit of hair, like a little troll on the top. That's in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm looking in the mirror. Every time I'm looking in the mirror, my eyes are fully black. Uh, I don't know why that happens. Um, you just take in a lot more color because your eyes dilate. Well, yeah, I don't so know why. Maybe they, yeah. But um, your eyes act like it's darker, and that's why everything is like whoa. Yeah, but something happens to you when you're on mushrooms. It's just so fucked up. Yeah, and people are like, don't look at the mirror. But like when I'm actually having a good trip, I love looking in the mirror. It just, you feel like you're outside of yourself, but you're also like in charge. It's just, so I'm having this like horrible shrunken head and it's just fucking horrible. And, you know, my ex is like having a great trip and he's just like, oh, hanging out, look, you know, looking at the popcorn ceiling, being like, this is the best. And, you know, meanwhile, Everybody else got into the prices right. So it was a group of like, I don't know, 15, 20 comics, and they made it onto the show. And I'll post this after the podcast comes on, but Josh Androsky, one of the comics, made it on the show, fully fucked out of his head on mushrooms. I think he told this story on NPR, heard of it? Um, and uh, he ended up winning a, a brown diamond ring. <laughs> which is like, I think worth thousands of dollars, but he also, it was when Drew Carey was the host and Drew's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a skateboarding rabbi. <laughs> and then everybody that posted the video was like, comic stoned. I was like, well, he's a little more than stoned. But it's funny that the best date of his life, like one of the best days of his life was <laughs> literally one of the worst days of my life. That would have been so surreal and funny had you not been having a horrible trip i overdid it that's the problem you can't do, it's like it's like that good old st story you know like age age as old as time story where it's like i didn't feel anything and then i just had one tiny more little bite and that's when i saw my dad in the mirror <laughs> do we got eyes on the dog yep oh cool she didn't escape yep. that's good she's mm. uh, resigned to mope I know, you know, I feel like some, I, like, and this is not against people that are, um, what's it when you don't drink or uh, smoke? What's it called? Sober. Lose. I'm kidding. Uh, what's it called? Uh, sober? No, not sober, but like straight edge. Straight edge. Yeah. Look, I'm not knocking it. Cause you know what? Some people have addiction in their family and blah, blah, blah. But there is something that sometimes we hold on to stuff so tight inside of us. Can't be released without a little nudge of a drug. Remember when Homer goes into that weird dimension and it's like, why don't, it's so crazy that we all know like the Simpsons, like as if it's like things that happen to us. Mm -hmm. I always, what's your, the one memory I always think of when I think of the Simpsons is the three eyed fish that was like the poisonous one. Remember the puffer fish that was like a poisonous. Every time I, I eat sushi, I think of that. I think you're. Am I fucking that up? Am I mixing that up? There is the poisonous fish episode. And then there's like the and three. And then there was the three eyed fish from the, uh, from the All the pond. junk in the water, yeah. But it's interesting. I love. I'm. I'm fascinated with how we keep certain memory and keep like in certain parts of our brain. Like for example, um, Portuguese is my given language. Portuguese is my primeira língua. Sometimes 
when I'm speaking Portuguese more often, I'm around people who are speaking Portuguese, I have these memories flood back to me mm. that I haven't thought of in years. Like they're just kept away in this part of my brain that only speaks Portuguese. Like I don't have a lot of memories about my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like a trauma thing or like, or just the pothead thing, but <laughs> it's also like, it, it it does feel like they kind of get released when I'm speaking Portuguese. I don't know if people, please share your experiences with me, but like I was, um, I was in Brazil uh, a couple of years ago and my cousin started singing the song and I just started singing along. And I, if you would have asked me if I knew that song, I would have been like, no, it was just a weird, like it's deep in your program. And I think that's why it's so important for people to talk about like trauma and talk about things that have happened to them out loud because you don't even realize that to make this little like weird dent in your system. And that's why it's like, just take drugs and see what happens. <laughs> um, do you ever dream in Portuguese? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the very, I remember the very first time that I dreamt in English. Like I remember the very how, first how dream I had. I was like 13. I just moved to the States and you know, I pre- I picked up English pretty quickly, like considering because it was a necessity and I didn't want to be bullied anymore and I didn't want to be Brazilian anymore. I was just like, I want to fit in. I love bacon and eggs. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> um, but I remember my very first dream and it was in black and white and I had never dreamt in black and white before. It was almost like one step at a time. Like I could, I hadn't, I like I hadn't gotten to the full realized colorful dream in English yet, but I never dream in Portuguese ever. But I sometimes think in Portuguese and then I'll say a Portuguese word in an English accent, Mm -hmm. hoping that it's a correct word. Like the other day I was thinking of like the word endless or like huge. And I was like vacuous, but vacuous means like empty. And like, but in my head for some reason, because of a word in Portuguese, it meant like huge open air to me. Like association is interesting when you know multiple languages. The word vacuous, the the word vacuous definitely sounds... It sounds more prestigious than being empty. Yeah, know? it's like it's vacuous. It means like empty-minded or like empty um, yeah, just, substance or. But it sounds like like if you didn't know what it meant, it sounds like it would have you. You'd guess it was like oh, vacuous, great, grand. Vast. Yeah, and I thought that I would do really well in SATs because I'm such a fucking like you know I love studying and, but I couldn't like, well, if one they're designed by white men for white men, like we got to get rid of those kinds of tests. Mm-hmm. But like. My dad would always, it always stuck with me because my dad was like, you can always think of the Latin root of the word and find your way because Mm -hmm. it's always going to be closer to a Portuguese word because of all the Latin rooted languages. Except for the other half of English, which is uh, Germanic. Germanic. Like, and that's what would always fuck me up. Like, so I would just be stuck and I'd be like, what's this word? What's But I think it's really important that you teach your kids multiple languages. Like, because I don't know, like when I'm speaking Portuguese, it's in a different part of my throat. Hum, fica tão gostoso falar português, gente. Eu tenho uma voz diferente quando eu falo português, não parece? Eu devo fazer um episódio de só só para as minhas amigas brasileiras e mais meus amigos brasileiros também. I just was talking so much shit about you guys. <laughs> no, I was just saying I should do a whole Portuguese episode because you know your throat develops in a different way when you speak mm. different languages. Like there's a word in Portuguese or a sound in Portuguese where it's a and an o and it's a little snake on above it. What's that called? I forget. Asterisk. No, that's not it. The little snake. I think that's the technical English dictionary term. The little snake thing above yeah. the A. And it's el, the sound. El squiggle. El squiggle. Yeah, of course. And it's um, it's called, it's own. It's the sound own. Um. Do it. Own. Um. See, so when you're American, it always like sounds like own. Because there's a weird part of your throat that develops 
when you're young, like in, after the age of 12 and 13, you're pretty solid in whatever language you're going to be. So like when you hear people from Brazil, they're like, you know, they moved when they're like 17, they're going to have like very strong, strong accents. Yeah. I wish I had an accent. It would be so cool to have like an, a Brazilian accent. That's not even Brazilian. That's more like Sofia Vergada. Mm. Yeah. Was she Colombian? She's Colombian. Yay, yay, yay. God, I was like really up Modern Family's dick the first couple seasons. I like, they couldn't make it fast enough. I love things that like make you laugh and then make you cry at the end. I love a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. No, but you know that the show is so, it's, they're so good. They're such a machine. The show is 21 minutes, okay? They have one joke per minute, one punchline per minute in every script. Isn't that brilliant? Hmm. It's hard to do that. I mean, you know. You write music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot of joke. Yeah, I improvise on the show and get in a lot of trouble. Oh, so they're... they're <laughs> they were not into it. Writers are just like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah, and one of the actors was like, do it, do it, it's, it'll be so fun. And then I got yelled at and he was like, oh yeah, somebody else got yelled at for doing that. I was like, why didn't you encourage me to do this? It was such a fucked up thing. I was like, what do you mean? But improvising is so funny. You just gotta get a little... Gotta get a little... <laughs> <laughs> when did you start playing the bass? Um, Wait, what was your first instrument that you started playing? I started playing piano when I was like four or five. Just started picking it up. I came out of a synagogue and started playing a song I heard. Took lessons from my dad. That was a bunch of screaming. (laughs) Took uh, old lady piano lessons from Mrs. Wing. Mrs. Wing? How was she? Was she strict or was she like really sweet? Well, you know, it was like, hey, wow, Dan's really good at piano. And then she realized that... I actually had trouble reading music, Ooh. but I was memorizing all the stuff she'd play for me, and then she she wouldn't play it for me first, and then I started having meltdowns. <laughs> and, yeah, because you'd get away with learning, like you mm-hmm. kind of just would get away, yeah. And then I quit, uh, you know, at the end of fourth grade, and then I started playing like all the time and teaching myself over there, and then uh, I picked up saxophone then, and then in seventh grade, no, no, in fifth grade, picked up guitar in seventh grade and bass in eighth. God, like I didn't even speak English then and you were like already playing five instruments. And I think there's another part of your brain that also opens up when you play music that you Mm -hmm. don't hear. You know, like, I mean, music, comedy, anything artistic is so subjective and so much of how you're raised and what you're exposed to makes you available to like things. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Like men that are just, or like, you know, people that are just very small minded and just like one t- one brand of thing, they just weren't exposed. Like mm-hmm. they don't have the taste buds. You know, when, like when you're a baby, you're supposed to be like eating like pickles and olives and stuff like that. We're not a baby when you're allowed, like, allowed to do solid foods because it's, you create these taste buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why, um, you know, some people I've even worked with, like fantastic musicians, I'll show them like a Broadway song and they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and they're like a hip hop person. I showed him some yeah. Ham- Hamilton and he was like, this is really, really not cool. Yeah, people like, are really upset about, like I have a lot of rapper friends too who are like, Hamilton is garbage. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel either way. Like I saw it, I thought it was beautiful and I've gotten really into mm-hmm. the soundtrack and it is really, it's just really fun to sing along, you know, but. It's it's Broadway it's first. Broadway. And then it's 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 themed in, you know, it's still super Broadway. It's, it just has hip hop in it. Like people get so insulted. I, I think honestly, musical theater makes people, ins- like insults people. It like gets people in a, it really in a doozy. But I was raised with it. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, cool. You know, like I, I know these beats, these are fun. And, yeah. and it's supposed to be like, 
I don't know. It's not like there, there's a campiness to it, you know? That's what it is. Camp. I think camp upsets people. Like, I don't love super campy drag queens. That's not really my style of drag queen. Let me just get that out there. But yeah, when you see it done well, you're like, oh, it's so refreshing and exciting. And I think that it's not that people are into not into camp. People yeah. are only into camp that they are camped for a bowl. Camp. Cam- they're comfortable. Com- they're they're comfortable. <laughs> Are it, you comfortable? Like that, no, Broadway is not my camp. I like, I like these silly magazines or like these silly right. comic books. You know, yeah, like, it's campy, but I love them. You know, but not Broadway. When know? do you think Broadway's coming back? Do you think twenty twenty two we're going to see a little refresher, or no? Um, I mean, probably later. Well, I mean, you need a big old audience to make that profitable. I don't know if like. You can really make money at 25% capacity. Shite. I miss Broadway. But it, it's, I mean, we're looking towards like everybody getting vaccinated before flu so season. Exciting. We're all going to get normal flus. Yeah. Just, hey, you're just, you're going to get just a, <laughs> I'm sorry. Cheryl's now taking over Sam's lap. She, she just, she's taken over. Oh, hey, I just want to take a moment to say also, if you've been listening since up one, thank you for joining us. This has been such a beautiful learning process for me. Um, I'm personally so sick of my voice, but I'm excited that you guys are not yet. And, you know, let me know how you're feeling, how you're, you know, and tell all your family to subscribe. I feel like there's a lot of dad jokes in here. I feel like your dads would be into this, right? No? My guest doesn't even agree with me, so never mind. Don't tell anybody about it. We're done. I don't know why just any kind of music just soothes my soul. Like, I've never really met a song that I'm like, well, no, that's not true. Remember when Rebecca, that girl, came out with that Friday song? Mm. And it was, like, really popular. Like, she was like, Friday, Friday, Friday. Mm-hmm. It was just like... It's, that insulted me. That, I think that's probably the only kind of me. I'm sorry, honey, if you're out there. I'm sorry. You, you know, you know where that like. I might be wrong about. I'm pretty sure that it was that. I think that it was like a girl. Her dad hired a music producer yeah. to make the song. Yeah. And then, so it was just kind of like a sweet sixteen part present, but it ended up making money. I mean, that dad was a good investor. I no, guess. he's really smart. I mean, it was, it became like a viral thing. She just came out with a remix and it's like really crazy. She's like, she's like all sexy now and all grown up. You know what I mean? Like, I love how it's like, we're so innocent when we're little. And then we're like, I actually think I'm more innocent now than when I was a kid. <laughs> I've, I've like evened out. I've done it all. I'm done except DMT and I've never done acid. I feel like I'm too scared of acid. I'd like to try it in like a, you know, like a, a safe environment. Like the other day I found through a friend, a friend had posted about doing therapy with mushrooms, like a mushroom therapy guy. And I was so excited. I was like, finally, this is what I've been looking for where, you know, he does a few sessions with you, gets to know your trauma. And then he monitors when you do mushrooms and it's all in a capsule. And I'm, this guy's really selling it for me. He's saying all the right things. He said horoscope a couple times, got me real excited about that. I was like, mm, I'm horny for signs. Let's do this. And then he's like, and it's two grand for the first session. And then it's like five grand every time you do like, it was just like a ridiculous amount of money for someone who's like, you know what I mean? Kind of traveling into like the unknown. It should be sort of, I don't know. I mean, I understand it's his business, but I was just like shocked. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of rich people who are like, wait, so 
$500 for your services and the mushrooms are $4,500? <laughs> like, is that how they always cost? Like, yeah. yeah, and they're very hard to find. Yeah, now. they're super hard to find. Mushrooms are hard to find. And you're not going to be... And he's like, you know, like unselling me on all the other experiences. Like, hey, if you went to Peru, you know, and you did ayahuasca, you'd be puking all over yourself. Not here. No, no, no. Not here. You know, and I, we could talk it out. And I, and he sends you this thing, this questionnaire um where you have to like really you know take your time and I'm like so wait I have to pay you thousands of dollars and do fucking homework on top of it this doesn't sound very healing to me just go to the fucking desert camping like that's like what it's designed for no I for. know but I I do want to have like a t- like cuz I do I'm a little bit of like a control freak so like if I'm in my own environment where I'm like taking care of things like I need somebody to be not on drugs you know what I mean like I need somebody to be like kind of helping me through it if you're that guy, like every, give every, me a call. <laughs> every time you do them, you need to have somebody sober. No, 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 no. I'm just. I think I'm overdue for like kind of one of those one of those trips where like you know you see some stuff and you kind of feel it for a couple. I love like the hangover mushrooms where you're like, all right, you know, you just have mm-hmm. this like little leftover happiness. Like, yeah, life's not that bad. Like, you know, I'll have more than one Patreon one day. <laughs> <laughs> Also, hopefully by now I have more Patreons. But again, another shout out to whoever it is. If it's my dad with a different name, I don't <laughs> care. Thanks, dad. Um, but yeah, well, this kind of became like a weird drug, like a weird druggy drug. And you know what's the one drug that I like cannot stand? Alcohol. Alcohol. Mm. Fucks me. I mean, I'll have a couple drinks. My favorite drink? Aperol Spritz. Mmm. If you haven't had one of those, a little Aperol, which is an orange-flavored liqueur. You add a little soda water, had a little champagne, a little orange slice, and it's just refreshing, and it sneaks up on you like a bitch. You know, you're like, I thought we were just going to have dinner, and now we're, we're wasted, <laughs> stumbling home. But yeah, alcohol, I've always had a really weird relationship with it. Um, it's not good for me. It's just like, it's just my body doesn't digest it well. Like if I have like, if I have like two or three drinks, I, I'll be like blackout. And mm-hmm. my fascination with drinking is like when you're blackout, right? People are like, that's really when the truth comes out. I disagree. I think that you're just actually fucking blackout and you're like on a weird supply of like barely getting through. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, that's, you know, after your 10 drinks in, that's when you're your most genuine. Self. Yeah. Like people are like, but you can't be lying because alcohol is like truth juice. And you're like, no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? You make out and have sex with the grossest people when you're drunk. Yeah. I mean, when you're that drunk, then like it, you tell people how you really feel. I know how you really feel. You have to puke. Yeah. I know how you really feel. Uh, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> And it's hard for people to, to, and it's like such a fine line of like, you're an alcoholic slash like, you just have to, you just love to have a good time, you know, like, but my thing is like, there's nothing more disgusting than when somebody's drunk and like falling over and stumbling and then you add heels and pussy flashings and just like dudes talking way too close to your face. Oh yeah. And you can smell what they just drank. Yeah. It's like, it's just such a disgusting, like. I'm being really judgmental. Hey, if you'd like to have a few drinks, do your thing. You know, have your own, have your poison. I'm talking about mushrooms like it's candy, so it's not fair. But yeah, for me personally, I've always had a weird like, I like my favorite part of mushrooms. I'm just going back, just talking about how much I love mushrooms. Like your perspective of size really changes. 
Like, do you ever feel this? Like, for me, like, I'll feel real tiny, but not tiny, like, skinny or, like, thin or, like, I feel like, you know, like, Alice Wonderland style. Mm -hmm. Like, I ate a cookie and now I'm tiny and everything else is huge or vice versa. And I love that weird perspective of, like, size shift. That's, like, probably my favorite thing. <laughs> Whoever wrote or whenever they wrote Alice in Wonderland, they were definitely on fucking mushrooms, right? Nobody's like, and then I'll take a purple cat and have him talk. I mean, maybe it was like absinthe, but like real absinthe. Oh yeah, I've had some like, real absinthe. That really messes you up too. Oh, I love when you do absinthe and like they do the little drip, like into oh, yeah, the sugar yeah, yeah. drip. It's very Netherlands. I mean, why not just add the sugar in the in, to the drink when you make it? Because it's the way that you just it's the way that you distill it. It has to like go through the sugar. It's like you know, it's like coffee connoisseurs. You're like, come on, man, just. Do the regular fucking like anybody that's a little too snoot snoot about anything like no this is how you drink wine <laughs> you know like just come on like yeah. there's a time and place like don't impose your weird like extra knowledge on things on me okay this is how I drink wine glug 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 I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I just went through talking about how I don't like alcohol I'm a liar it's been such a lovely time to have you here. Um, what tell is there anything that you would like to plug besides you know your t your TV show you did with the Obamas? <laughs> um, oh, you have some videos. What's your what's your what are your socials where people can find you? Oh, uh, Dan Gross Music at Instagram.gov. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get that? Did you write that down? It's really important. And Dan is helping me um, put one of the most important projects that I've ever done on its feet and it's just this incredible collaborative program and I'm just so excited and hopefully by the end of May it'll be up so when this episode comes mm -hmm. out it'll be baking in the oven deli but um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening please do all the fun homework subscribe follow me on Patreon follow my socials at Jade's Podcast look up the website for all the road dates I think at, when this comes out I'm going to be going to I'm going to be in San Diego pretty soon and then also Rochester got some dates on the books mm. going to try to do some Upstate. of the music stuff yeah you've been jaded you just got jaded, so how do you feel? Cool. We're done. Jaded. Mano, vamos ficar jadeada. Ah, vamos lá.